In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. George Bernard Bernard Shaw once said, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. I believe effective communication with consistency is a critical ingredient for success in any part of life. Today we're going to look at the creator of the universe to speak life into our communication, whether in our marriages, in our schools, classrooms, in our families, our neighborhoods, or other organizations in the workplace, we could all benefit from more effective communication. I know I can, and I'm sure you would agree. Sometimes we think we're all on the same page when we're doing something. Two men were trying to wedge a refrigerator through a door as they brought it to a house. They strained and pushed and pulled for hours. They could not budge the refrigerator through the door. Finally, one of them turns to the other and says, I don't think we're ever going to get this refrigerator in this house. And the other guy said, in this house, I thought we were trying to get it out of the house. Or we might say, I got this like President John F. Kennedy did when he visited Berlin during the height of the Cold War. He was there to show his solidarity and spoke to the public and ended his speech with a thought that, well, he supposed would greatly encourage the people of Berlin. He said this, Ich bin ein Berliner. While John F. Kennedy made a very admirable effort to relate to his audience and to inspire the people of West Berlin, he made a slight translation error in his German. What he would have liked to say, I'm a citizen of Berlin, unfortunately translated to, I'm a jelly donut. Or more literally, I'm a Berliner pastry. All of that thanks to just a little slip in his German. Or sometimes in our communication, we're just not listening at all. Poor communication between wireless operators on the RMS Titanic Titanic led to its disastrous collision with an iceberg on its maiden voyage on April 15, 1912. And by the time they were able to call for help, the 
devastation had already begun and it was too late. Again, George Bernard Shaw, the single biggest problem in our communication is the illusion that it has taken place. A friend of mine who is in the communication business, if you will, that's what he does for a living, said this, while all of the ideas and concepts around effective communication seem basic and intuitive, communication is really very complex and requires us to be intentional about it. If we all took communication seriously and did it well, perhaps we would not be in some of the giant messes we are in in this world. We're not perfect in our communication, and I don't think we ever will be, but there's always room for improvement, isn't there? Even here at church, this spring, Dr. Bill Wilson, who has been doing consulting with us on our visioning work, he's with the Center for Healthy Churches down in North Carolina. He conducted a survey uh, in his six-month checkup with us, and the survey was done from staff, key vision leaders, and other key leaders in our congregation. And the results from the survey reported back that communication was the number one challenge that we face as a church. There were some others, but communication came up first. While this is not a surprise to us, because we, we are aware, but it's not something that we wanted to hear. You, you don't want to hear that. But when you hear that, you need to make some strides to be more effective, to be better. We've been through a tremendous amount of change as a congregation over the last few years, including the global pandemic and revisioning and restructuring our congregation. But as George Bernard Shaw said, it is easy for us to think that we're doing a really good job of communication, but those surveys showed us that we needed to make some improvements. I'm thankful that we have done that and that we are in the process of doing that. As your pastor, this is this is on my watch, and I, I want us to make whatever changes we need to, to to be better in our communication. We've taken it seriously, and our leaders have, have done a great job, both internally and externally. For example, we have re completely rebuilt our website. There's a, a brand new church management system. We've redesigned our online communications, a new email provider, a new collaborative calendar planning process that syncs up with our budgeting process. And we've, we've, we've tried to make things more accessible and available. I'm thankful that we're taking some of these steps in the right direction to be more focused and intentional in our communications. After all, communications is the heart of what a church does. We are ambassadors for, for Christ. We are ambassadors of the gospel. Our mission as a church is to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ. Our North Star guiding statement, that's a, a statement that takes our vision and helps consolidate it into one word, is loving, understanding, and empathizing with our community and the world. Loving, understanding, and empathizing are all parts of communication. 
We aren't there yet, but with God's help and everyone working together as a team, we will become more effective in our communications to one another, our ministry partners, and to our community. I am convinced that the best way to overcome our miscommunication is to look to the author of communication, the God who spoke communication into being, creation into being. Who best to seek than God, the God who spoke and still speaks? I believe that communication is the link between God and us and others. God spoke communication, creation into existence. In the beginning was communication. In the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was. And all through the creation narrative, God spoke, and there came to be. It all begins in Genesis chapter 1, which we just read. God speaks first. Information about God is at the very beginning. In the beginning, God. There are ten occurrences of and God said in the first chapter of Genesis. Communication is the way that God decided to bring about something new and created the universe. In so doing, God gave us the gift of communication. It is the link between God and us and others. We have the gift of language, the gift of sharing good with the world. God announced his intention that would all be good. God spoke life into the earth, the plants and the animals, and declared all of it, including human beings, to be good, in fact, to be very good. On the sixth day, the Bible tells us that God created us in God's image. It's not said about anything else in all of creation. Only we are created in the image of our loving God. And we understand that this creation story helps us to remember that we are made for relationship. We are not to be isolated. By divine design, we are created for relationship. We're not put in a day by ourselves. We're not isolated from God. God speaks to us individually, and he speaks to all of us in the same way. Through relationship, through his word, through prayer, through other believers, through the creation, God speaks to us. God speaks to us and makes God's self known. It's a beautiful thing that we are in the presence of God and that God loves us and desires for us to enjoy the fullness of all that he created. Psalm 8 reminds us that God's mindful of us. There is nothing too small or too big in God's eyes for us to bring to him. God is mindful of us. God spoke. And out of that speech came all that exists. The story of God's family and how we would come from the Hebrew people. And through the Hebrew people would come a Messiah. And his name was Jesus. And we heard 
Nancy read about this in the Gospel of John. And God begins, John begins his gospel in the same way, picking up the words of Genesis 1, in the beginning was the word. John Calvin translates John 1.1 in this way. In the beginning was the speech. The Greek word logos is used. But it's the Hebrew concept in Genesis that John has in mind. God spoke at the beginning the genesis, the very start of creation, God communicated, God decided, and God made his will known. As we continue to read John chapter 1, we discover that the eternal word, the eternal logos, is Jesus Christ. And John said, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is not just a part of creation. Jesus Christ was with the Father in the beginning, and through him, creation occurred. This beautiful word, communication, has within it the word communion. Communication and communion come from the same Latin root. It has to do with sharing, having things in common, to be in fellowship with one another. And in just a few moments, we will celebrate communion together as we break bread and drink of the cup. This communion is the way that God speaks to us as we break bread together. It's the link between God and us and the world. Part of that divine human relationship. If communication is the link between God and us and others, it begs the question, how can we communicate more effectively as God's people? Here are a few ways, and you, you might jot these down as you're taking notes. How can we be communicate more effectively as God's people? First, be transparent. Be transparent. Communication is more than just sharing information. It's really sharing ourselves. This level of honesty is the key to being able to connect with other people. Author Brene Brown writes, Authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, the, cho the choice to let our true self be seen. People don't want perfect communicators, but they do want authentic ones. This communicator sure isn't perfect, but I just want to be real and authentic. Second, let's be consistent. Mark Batterson writes, almost anybody can accomplish anything if they work through it long enough, hard enough, and smart enough. We, we want to show up continually to work on the things that God has in plans for us. And over time, what we say carries less weight and what we do carries more. Consistency is critical if we want to be better communicators. Third, let's be a good example. This story is told of Gandhi in which a woman took her little boy to see the great leader. Mahatma, please tell my son to stop eating sugar, the woman requested. And he said, come back in three days. On the third day, she came back. And the 
brought her son, and Gandhi said to him, stop eating sugar. And she said, Mahatma, why did it take three days for you to tell my son to stop eating sugar? And he said, because I had to stop eating it first. When our words and actions don't line up as Christians, it can confuse others and hurt our witness. Number four, be confident. Seek to be confident in our communication, to do our homework in what we're talking about. Recently, I met with our deacons, and we were in a workshop together. And I said, you know, when I'm on an airplane, I certainly want the pilot to be a person of character and integrity and nice and all of that. But more importantly, I want the pilot to know how to fly the plane. I want that person to be confident in the cockpit. When you go to have your knee replaced, you want a doctor, that, a surgeon that has a good bedside manner, but you certainly want somebody who knows how to replace your knee. You want competency. So we want to be confident in what God is calling us to do, and that comes through his grace and the work that we do under his grace. And finally, as communicators, we can be more effective if we're trustworthy. Trust is our greatest asset, and it's built over time, sort of like compounded interest in a bank account. When our motives are pure and unselfish, when people sense we can be trusted, people be more inclined to believe what we are saying to them. Without trust, everything grinds to a halt. May we be transparent. May we be consistent. May we be good examples. May we be competent and trustworthy as we represent Jesus Christ in our communication. So let me ask us this. If God spoke the universe and it came to be, and God did, and if God created all things to be good and God did, then what good can you and I create through our words and actions, through our communications? Perhaps this little story will provide the answer. It's a fable, it's an old story about a dying man and his three sons. He had owned a business, had worked hard, and at the end of his life, he wanted to give his business to the son that he felt would be most responsible. So he gathered his sons together there in the room, and he said, I'm going to give each of you a dollar, and I want you to spend it on something that will fill this room. The first son went out and bought two bales of hay and brought it back and spread the hay out on the entire floor, and it filled the whole floor. And the father was pleased, but he said, well, to the other son, what did you bring? The other son had bought two feather pillows, cut them open, and fluffed them everywhere, and feathers filled the room. But then they sank down to the floor. Well, finally, the father said to the third son, well, what did you bring? And his hands were empty. And he said, well, father, I spent uh, 50 cents. Uh, I gave 50 cents to an orphanage. I gave 20 cents to a church. And I gave 20 cents to the soup kitchen. 
And one of the brothers said, yeah, but you've got nothing in your hands. What, what did you bring? And then the youngest son said, I spent the other 10 cents on two items. And he reached his hand into his pocket and pulled out a book of matches and a candle. And he lit the candle, turned out the light, and the light of the candle filled the room. Point on page 25. How are you and I speaking life and light into those around us through our communications? With what are you and I filling our biggest problem with communications is the illusion that it has taken place. With God's help, may we be effective in our communication.